The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Okay, got your messages, uh, got your Facebook posts asking, where, oh, where is Jeff Stafford? So I put out a silver alert for him because um, we were we were worried and um, some some nice people found him on the side of the trail at Frozen Head State Park uh, taking part in the, uh, the they did, yeah. Barkley Fall Classic uh, so <laughs> they brought him home gave him a nice meal he's he's feeling better and he's back on the podcast um, the nice thing is is that as many times as you asked where's Jeff Stafford my wife has said the exact same thing where's Jeff you need to have him over for dinner so we're having Jeff, yeah, we're having Jeff over for dinner. Um, he, it's been so long since he's been over here, and I think he's still recovering from being delirious at the Barkley Fall Classic. Uh, he forgot to bring a microphone and his headphones, so he's sitting. Whoa. Yeah, he's sitting in my living room right now on my yeah. couch, drinking beer. Um, well, I'm upstairs in the studio, so we don't get any microphone interference. But Jeff Stafford, welcome again, my friend. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy to be back around. Mm-hmm. You know it's funny because I think I think Christina likes you more than she likes anybody else. That could be. That could be. <laughs> Jeff can do no wrong. Where's right. Jeff? But we have Jeff. We brought Jeff in. Uh, we can talk a little bit about Barkley, maybe maybe towards the end. But I'm always interested to hear about creative new race formats, and I think the last great uh, new race format was the last person standing format the backyard ultra that laz put together um i know that as the time we're recording this the little backyard ultra is is taking place and jeff we were running this morning in the rain and you were explaining to me the difference between the the bigs backyard ultra and the little backyard ultra what is the difference between those two races well the course the format the rules it's it's the same for, for both. Yeah. Uh, but Big's Backyard, the one that's been around for, I don't know, several, several years now, has evolved into more of a, um, you, you got to earn your way in, so to speak. It's yeah. more akin to an elite level type race. Mm. I think worse. The new inaugural Little Backyard is the same race, same format, but you and I can get in it. Are you saying so, you're saying basically I'm not an elite runner and neither are you? I, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, so that great format has taken on some some different uh, looks as well. And and I heard about this race and this takes place in Salisbury, Maryland. It's called the Pemberton Twenty Four, and this race is very similar. It, it, but it's 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 not endless. It's not a last person standing. But it's twenty four hours of five Ks. Imagine a five K every hour on the hour for 24 straight hours. And the cool thing about it is this is one of those races where I think it's a it's it's a it's a it's a beginner's it's a it's an introductory drug if you will where people can do as many or as few 5k's as they want. They can do just the 5k's during the day. They can do just the 5k's during the night, but there's people that do them for the entire 24 hours. The guest we have for you on this episode of the Adventure Jogger didn't just do a 5k every hour for 24 hours he added a little bit extra because he wanted that 100 miles at the end of 24 hours from annapolis maryland jimmy wilson is on the adventure jogger welcome jimmy thank you thank you for having me on here before we get into the pemberton jimmy i'd like to to kind of get your story um I, we did notice jeff was stalking you on ultra sign up yeah. 400 mile finishes some of those in the 20 hour range which is darn impressive Jimmy, kind of give us your running backstory and don't say, I'll give you the short version. I got to fill an hour. You give me the long <laughs> version of, of how you kind of got into running, your history with running, and, and kind of how you discovered ultra running. Okay, let's see. Let's see if I can figure this out. All right. Um, I'm going to say that I uh, 
I'm one of those guys that saved my body until now that I've gotten older. So I never ran in school. Uh, we had a presidential fitness award when I was in junior high back before we called it middle school. And, yeah. you know, there was like a 50 yard dash. You know, yeah. I hated it. Uh, <laughs> so I never ran, never ran in high school, never ran in college, anything like that. But, um, you know, had kids, did all the typical stuff. And as my youngest child was, um, finally got old enough that she did not need her dad as her coach anymore at soccer. I decided, huh, let's go see if I can run around the soccer field while they're at practice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this would be in 2007, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, basically at that age of 45 ish years old, I realized I could not run a solid mile at all without walking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're a guy, you're like, oh, I can water ski, I can snow ski, or doing all the other activities, but I realized I had zero cardio ability. So basically, I just started running from there. Uh, you know, signed up for the local 5K, <laughs> went out and ran, said, I think I can do this. So, yeah, it just took off from there. Annapolis is a, uh, you know, I, I live right outside of Annapolis here in Maryland. It's, yeah. a, it's a running town with a drinking problem or a drinking <laughs> problem with a sailing problem or, uh, you know, we've got all these things going on in downtown Annapolis, lots of places to run. We don't have the mountains quite that you guys have out there, Yeah. Um, but we can we can drive an hour and a half and be out in the Appalachian Trail or in the Shenandoah Mountains, uh, plenty of trail running around. Um, but I basically got my start with road running. Okay. So, um, by the way, I want to point out, Jimmy, that uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, where where Jeff and I live, is also a town that has a running slash drinking problem. Um, our our group run meets at a bar, and we run from a bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have a lot of pub runs around here. Yeah, yeah, we, we we have those too. So you kind of work your way through road running. You start that that five k, and isn't it kind of funny? You know, you see where you are now, and and to look at that that Jimmy Wilson running around the soccer field going, my God, a mile is, is that why well, I haven't hit a mile yet. What the hell is going on? That's and, insane. Yeah. And to think about all the things you've done, but so you kind of work through the progression. Do you go half marathon and then marathon and then kind of sit in the marathon world for a while? Yeah. So I, I think in a, 2008, I did a second 5K because, you know, I'm really lighting the world on fire with my running at this point. <laughs> um, I've got I've got a Nike foot pod in my Nike shoe to mm -hmm. give me a rough idea of how fast I'm running. Right, I don't yeah. know anything. I don't know about pace. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. um, but in 2009, I made my big move and I signed up for the Marine Corps Historic 10K. Yeah. Um, uh, which basically finishes with the Marine Corps Marathon. Mm -hmm. You start at a different place, you run a different route, but you kind of come up the same finish line. So, you know, I go with a couple friends to the expo, you know, me and 30,000 of my closest running friends I've never met. Mm -hmm. And I hang my head low as we're checking in for the 10K as we're like all just dazzled by these marathon runners. Like, yeah. who would possibly ever want to run 26.2 miles? Yeah. Makes no sense yeah. to me whatsoever. Who does all. that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So... Um, so yeah, my progression was 2009. I knocked out the 10 K and then somewhere there in 2010, I said, okay, well, we're going to sign up for a half marathon. And then of course another Marine Corps event. And then before that even happened, I signed up for the Marine Corps marathon in 2010, which was my first long distance race of a full marathon. Yeah. Um, and at that point with some of the coaches, I saw a, um, one of the coaches that was like the local fleet feet running store at the mm -hmm. time, she had a JFK 50 sticker on the back of her uh, car. Yeah. And I just said, what is JFK 50? So we don't have a lot of big popular races around here per se, but you know, I know what JFK is. Yeah. No idea what JFK 50 was. And so she explained to me, you know, that's it's this 50 mile race. And I'm like, why would anyone want to run 50 miles? That's like almost <laughs> so, two full marathons. Exactly. So I, I start beating my head against the wall, trying to get Boston qualifiers and run marathons. But, um, 2012, I turned the ripe age of 50. Mm -hmm. I thought that sounded like a good time to run 50 miles. And it also happened to be the 50th anniversary of the JFK 50. Well, you have so to. It's kind of like, yeah, you, you have no you choice. No choice. <laughs> yeah. You got to <laughs> no do choice. it. Got to do it. Um, so, yeah, basically, I started just, you know, Googling how to run an ultra marathon, you know, how to eat, 
you know, how to train, um, different Facebook groups around here with trail runners. I post a message out there and a woman who I've never met at all decides to take me for, a, you know, meet me in the woods to go trail running here. We've got a Patapsco uh, Valley Park, big trail system yeah. out here, you know, protected sure. lands. And we have some local races in it. So I just go meet this woman at the trailhead. Never met her before in my life. But she did. She admitted she Googled or Facebook stalked me and we had enough mutual friends. So she took me for my first ever trail run, which was the beginning of my training for JFK. That's uh, amazing. And any other group of people meeting some rando at a trailhead somewhere, you usually will wake up in a hotel bathroom missing a kidney. That's usually yeah, how that exactly. ends. You know, and you're meeting at like 6.30 or 6 a.m. It's partially dark. You're going to go run in the woods, someone you've never met before. It might be raining, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like, you know. And so, But we had a great run, ended up being 15 miles, my first trail run, didn't trip, fall, any of that stuff. Found out that, you know, I'm kind of digging this trail running thing. It's uh, a little easier on the body and yeah. uh, it's just much more scenic. And... We get to walk yes. and eat. Those great lot. walk breaks. You got you got to love the walking and the eating. It's so funny <laughs> yeah, because yeah. You, you know you get into a, a big city marathon and and walking is essentially giving up. If you That's start like, walking, right, you're right. like I've I've thrown in the towel. And That's if, frowned upon. It is. Yeah. And if wow. you like, there is and and you pull into a water stop, and there's essentially you've got Gatorade water. And they may have the the worst flavor of goo that they could get for free from Toasted the company. marshmallow, right? Like you wouldn't like you wouldn't find a, you know burgers, you wouldn't find bacon. You know, there's no, no. there's no garbage food, there's no there's M&Ms, no fireball, no, fireball, no potato chips, right. the, no nothing. And it's funny because you sometimes you end up paying more for that road marathon with just uh, god-awful gels and Gatorade than you do for the trail races that basically you can eat your entire entry fee worth of junk food during that race. Right, right. Yeah, that was my eye-opener with the first road marathon. Like you said, walking is like giving up. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around mile 19 in the Marine Corps marathon, all of a sudden everybody, I'm on like a 3.30 pace, but I'm I'm fading fast, so I, I walk. I look around everybody's walking everybody that i was with at that point had hit the wall solidly right there in mile 19 20 i couldn't believe it i didn't know you were allowed to walk in a marathon but uh we all did and, and all you can think of the time is i'm not worthy i'm not worthy <laughs> yeah you're just ready to throw it in give up yeah. jump off the bridge whatever yeah right and you're going please let i i want i do not want the race photographer anywhere near this i right, do not right. want <laughs> The, the picture that I'm going to steal that has all of their watermarks on it, I'm not going to post that of me walking. I am not posting a watermarked picture of me, of me walking for the Marine Corps no. Marathon on my Facebook page. It's not happening. It's, it's right. interesting the sights and sounds you see in a trail race versus a road race. Mm -hmm. For example, the last road marathon that Ryan and I both ran, I think, was the one in uh, Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. And... It was, you know, in in the city streets. And I pooped we, in that dude's we saw, backyard. We saw needles <laughs> and crack spoons, and Ryan took a dump in somebody's front yard. In the backyard, <laughs> not their front yard. <laughs> I just want to point out, I may have peed in someone's front yard, but I but I deuced in someone's backyard. <laughs> but we pulled it. We pulled an ultra. We we stashed some beer one minute, one mile from the finish line, and at mile twenty five point two. We reached in the bushes, pulled out a cold PBR. And we crossed the finish line drinking a beer, just like a true ultra runner would. And it was, I was saying, at ultras, you don't have to stash that. Stuff. No, it's no, there they for have you. It right no. There. They're waiting for it right there. But we look like aliens. You should have seen the West rolling in. People are like, my God, what are those? What are those idiots so, doing? Jimmy, what where I was going with that was, have you seen anything strange or odd on a road race type event? Uh, you know, I can't, not really. Um, you know, I've run, I've run the big ones. Uh, I was fortunate enough in 2019, I ran, um, Boston, uh, Chicago and New York all in nice. 2019. Um, thankfully before COVID hit, yeah. you know, um, and I enjoy those big city marathons, but other than just seeing the standard sites of people, you know, city people, 
uh, I can't say I've seen anything super outrageous. Uh, you know, sometimes I've run the one in DC here. There used to be one here. Yeah. And I actually, I couldn't believe how clean the city was. Like, I'm like, this is not the DC that I drive the commute in and that oh, wow. you know, people are hanging out on the streets like 7am. Everybody's happy and cheering and the streets seem to be cleaned and coned off and everybody seems safe and happy. But you know, the next night I wouldn't be down in DC on that same block. Right, so. right, exactly. Um, JFK 50, doing that on your 50th birthday, the 50th celebration yes. of the JFK 50, this was something that you kind of had to figure out, right? So you'd figured out the road marathon part of it. And then, you know, you had to put this together, this plan. You Googled it. You, you, had, you met some people, met a random stranger at a trailhead, did your first trail run. How did that JFK 50 go for you? Uh, it went... I, you know, it went surprisingly well. I am an engineering brain type person. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. So I play with spreadsheets. I write things down. I make up my own plans. Uh, you know, I Googled things. I believe the ladies ultra marathon group had like a 50 mile challenge. I'm like, you know, if it works for the women, why isn't it going to work for me? Right? right. I'm not offended by the fact that it says ladies yeah. ultra marathon. So I loosely follow a plan from them, but uh, for the most part, I train like a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just tried to spend a lot of time on feet. And yeah. um, to what I found out, I went and did some training runs through Facebook groups, um, met right. random people and ran that Apple. I don't know if either of you've ever run the JFK 50. Mm-mm, no. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's 50 miles, but a full marathon is on our boring CNO canal. It's just yeah. a dead flat gravel trail, you know. So that's technically the easy part and mentally the boring part. But, yeah. You know, a good 14 miles is on a nice rocky Appalachian trail, and it's beautiful. And what I did find out in my training runs is that I love trail running. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I love technical rocks. Um I had one of those moments in a training run where you're just kind of running down the trail and you, yeah. you know, all these rocks are there and you can imagine where every foot strike is in the next 30 feet in front of you. Right. And I was like, I can do this, you know, like I, I can do this. And uh, so I found out I, I really like trail running. We came across a bear, had a couple big army guys in front of me. They screamed like little girls. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I, I, we, we just, we were, you know, 30, 40 feet behind them. They came around the bend. The bear was just foraging under a log on the, one of the trails. And uh, the bear just mose- moseyed off in the woods. But uh, it was, uh, it, that. I guess I just got hooked on trail running from there. And I had a very, I finished very well for a first timer. Yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, I remember running thinking, oh, no, we're over 50K. What's going to happen next? You know, right. no, I'm, I'm over seven hours. I've never been on my feet this long before, even just. What's going to happen? Right. Yeah. Wheels are going to fall off soon. I just know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I became the annoying guy instead um, because I, I, I admit <laughs> it's one of the smarter races I ever ran because I'm totally intimidated by 50 miles. Like, you know, you, you, you know, you walk the last six miles of a marathon it's not the end of the world, right? You're right. going to get in. There's people around. Everything's good. But you, you know, you've got 15 miles to go and a 50 miler and you're already beat. And the sun's starting to come down. The temps are cooling off and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, things to be worried about. But uh, I ran it really smart. I trained it really smart. And for like the last eight miles, I'm probably dropping like nine minute miles on the rolling hills. The last the last part's on pavement. And they, yeah. Uh, I've just, I'm, I'm passing everybody that looks like they just came out of the battle, you know, heads are hanging, cores all slumped over. And I'm just like, you guys doing okay. So I admit I was that annoying guy, but I was on a total runner's <laughs> all like, I mean, we, we've up. all been there. So. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Yep. You're having a good day and you're around yeah. people that are having a bad day and the people having a bad day do not want to hear about your good day. Yeah, so Jimmy, it's, yeah. it's funny you mentioned we're talking about JFK 50 and earlier you who was JFK was a president, obviously, but earlier you mentioned a presidential fitness award when you were a youngster. Right. I, too, remember those. And I was I was just going through some boxes of old uh, stuff in the house and I actually came across a presidential fitness award patch. I still have it. There you go. Wow. Still have. Was it from JFK? No, it wasn't. Uh, I, th- I think it was 
kind of based on a program that he had set up at one point. But uh, seems to me we got him from school. Well, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was some kind of program they started in the public school system mm-hmm. in the seventies, right. kind of thing. Yep. Um, and you know, and you could earn like a gold, silver, different levels, and you know, it was kind of you know. Back in that day, we actually competed against each other, and right. there were winners and there were losers. Um, I was a loser, <laughs> I admit. I, you know, trying to do pull-ups and you know stuff like that when you're like in seventh grade. Oh. It's just not something that was really yes. happening. So. Right. When you're doing the pull-up, when you're in grade school and you're doing the pull-up challenge, and you're like, "How many pull-ups do I got to get to get the presidential uh, fitness uh, award?" Five. Five. Yeah. My arms are like spindles. Really? You're like, five? People can yeah. do five? And they're like, you gotta do the wall. You gotta do the, uh, this, the, 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 what is it? The, the reach. You have to reach real far. And there were some other things they put in there. But what I was asking, Jeff, was when you were in high school, when you were in middle school or junior high, it would have been around the time that JFK was president and got it started. Yeah. You may be the first winner. Of the Presidential <laughs> Fitness Award. No, it's been around for a while. Okay. Uh, uh, Jackie, no one has uh, won this Presidential Fitness Award that I'd sent out except some fella in uh, Nebraska called uh, Jeffrey Stafford. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. We're going to send him a nice patch, a nice signed letter. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to. I'll take a picture of that patch and send it to you, Ryan. Yeah, so I, I'm, so I'm excited. It. I'm excited to see it. We'll post it on our. I know on, you are on our Facebook page. I'm <laughs> you're glad just, you're beaming. You're beaming. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you, even to this day, all these years later. I'm still proud right. of you. Uh, Jimmy's like thinking you're an asshole for bringing it up because he didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't get it. No, I didn't. get <laughs> You were the guy that you know. There were like five guys that could you know do everything, and right. then all the rest of us just looked. Yes, you know? right. I didn't get it either. So, Jimmy, you know one of those five guys that can do everything is freaking Stafford. Okay. Jeff can do no wrong Stafford. That's right. Come on, bring it. <laughs> All right. So, Jimmy, you work your way, and you actually do a couple of hundreds. When did that come on your radar? Was it JFK where you're like, okay, if I can do 50, I can do 100? Or was that something later on down the line? You know, it, it's you got to be careful of the company you keep, right? Right. So... All of a sudden, marathons are like kind of normal, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, the fifty miler is okay, and you're hanging out and you're talking to these people, and they're telling you about this race and that race. And uh, I'm I'm pretty involved with our local running community here. We have a you know Roadrunner Club of America, mm-hmm. kind of you know one of the clubs for Annapolis area, and it's Annapolis Striders, and we put on some road races and a series of races with points and all that other stuff. And there was a guy here whose name you may have heard mentioned before named Mossy Smith, mm-hmm. yep. who has, you know, run bad water and other things like that. And, uh, he was, I believe he is a Marine at the time. And he taught here at the Naval Academy. So yep. he was involved with our running club also. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you know, you hear about this race and that race and he's run this and, you know, he's, he's like, I don't know if you've ever met him. No. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the world, you know, humble guy, young guy, mm. you know, Marine build, yeah. very capable. So somehow or another, I end up signing up for this 24 hour race because I am, you know, a little nervous about the idea of a hundred mile race. Yeah. Um, so we go down to North Carolina. There's about five of us. And to be honest, I didn't know that he was going to run this hundred miler mm-hmm. until I got there. Yeah. Um, but he, I went down with some other friends and they were going to run, you know, it's a 24 hour race yeah. Run what you want. Right. Yeah. So they're going to run 50 miles or run their first 50 K or whatever. And I'm like, I've got a plan. I've got an Excel spreadsheet laid out. <laughs> I got four hour blocks. I've got exactly what I'm going to eat. It was a race that's no longer around called the Croatan 24, mm-hmm. um, in the Croatan forest in North Carolina, right on the water. Um, it was a fabulous 1.36975 mile loop. Uh, you are a numbers so guy, Jimmy, because I would have forgotten that the day after the race was over. That's impressive. Well, they gave us a sweatshirt with the circle on the back that says 1.36975. <laughs> it's one of the coolest pieces of race swag I have. That is nice. I try not to wear it because you don't want to wear it out. But right. you know, it's a one. It's kind of a one of a kind thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you run enough of those loops, it just becomes, it's somehow it's a number that's stuck in my head. I don't know. Um, but it's, you really didn't need to carry anything. It's on dirt, a little bit of elevation. 
So now this is my first big time ultra event. Um, so like five of us travel down there and all of a sudden there's Mossy there also. Yeah. Um, we all check in, we all have our bibs, uh, they're blue. I asked somebody, what are those like eight people over there with yellow bibs? Why are their bibs yellow and ours are blue? Well, I didn't know, but we had elite runners. Oh, they were the um, presidential fitness award winners. Exactly, exactly. Now, if I was, I, I can tell you that I'm not really a big name person. Uh, I may, you know, I'm not big on people's, I, I just tend to forget people's names. So yeah. I can't tell you the men that were there without going and looking it up. I can tell you that the number one woman was Connie Gardner. Oh, wow. So this is the first time I got to meet her. Um, she nice. was running the race. You know, let's just say I got to meet her because we ran a 1.36975 mile loop a bunch of times. Right. Um, so she ended up being the overall female winner also, by the way, at this race. But we had a couple of guys there that had come in with different <clears throat> goals. Obviously, people come into this race with some people came in to run 100 miles. Right. People would ask me what my goal is. I'm like, my goal is to run 24 hours. That's what my plan is to do. Obviously, I'd like to run 100 miles and get my first belt buckle. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all out there running. Mossy's running. I'm running. We're all blue. Every time you come in, you shout out your bib number, the recorders, you know, keep track of everything. And uh, it, it worked out very well for me. I plan kind of stuck together for me. Um, I got to 100 miles and I wanted to quit. Uh, I think I hit that in like 21, 22 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, my crew, who's actually what happened, a guy came in the one mile loop before me, a guy before he hit, he hit 100 miles one loop before me and let out this brave heart scream. <laughs> my entire crew is asleep in the tent. <laughs> They're all gone. They're asleep in the tent. Yeah. But this, this guttural scream from this guy woke them all up. So they all came out in the next lap I came in. So they were all there at the finish for my hundred miler. Um, he had an actual measurement, like you had to go 30 feet past the whatever hundred and some odd loop to get official hundred miles. Yeah. And they gave you a buckle. So I thought I would quit, but um, they're like, Oh, Jimmy, keep going. You got to go. And meanwhile, all these elite runners had one guy was going for, you know, 150 miles or something kind of a record thing. Yeah. Of course. You know, so then he kind of blew up, um, you know, got hot, throwing up in the woods, all the typical ultra runner stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I just kind of kept going. And at one point, might have even before I hit 100 mile, I asked this Mossy, I'm like, Mossy, who's your competition out here? I see these guys, you know, and by the way, Mossy, very qualified runner. He was like me. We had blue bibs. Yeah. He was not considered an elite for whatever reason didn't register that way mm -hmm. or whatever, but he actually looked at me and said, Jimmy, you're my competition right now, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> it's like the ultimate ultra compliment. Yeah. You know? Like I'm out here running with a guy that I, I hold in the highest regard of abilities, 20 years younger than me. And he's like, you're the neck, you're my competition right now. Now we're running loops together. We're not, you know, we're not throwing elbows. This isn't road marathoning, yeah. right? We're right. ultras. We're, we're picking each other and helping each other through the finish. But, uh, Anyway, the end result was, I think I hit 112 miles. He hit 120 miles. Um, it was a great first, obvious 100-mile experience for me. And, you know, the trail running community is just amazing, you know. So, and meanwhile, the, the yellow bib guys are still in the woods puking their guts out. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, stick that patch up your, you know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we're all out here to have a good time. Everybody has a good, everyone's good time is different, right? So these right. guys push themselves. Nothing against them, you know, they – they push themselves and you don't know what you got till you push yourself. So, um, I pushed myself for my first ever. So yeah, he, Masi was first. I got second overall. I got this really cool world war two army helmet. Cause it was a, it's definitely a Marine or a, a, a services. Yeah. They, they, they gave, they gave different service members, army, Navy, air force, all these different shirts. Um, I was not in the military, so I was just the outsider, but yeah, it was a, a very cool race. I wish that the race still going on. They, they did try to re keep it going and it was a tide land 24, but yeah. I think, I think something finally happened with the race director, either just moving on or whatever. And they don't have right. that race anymore, but all right. So all of that, the abbreviated story that she gave tell us a bit about this, this, uh, this Pemberton 24, this seems like kind of a really cool concept for a race. 
Yeah. So like you hit on at the beginning, um, I, okay. I, I don't, you know, I'm not the race director. I've run this race twice. It has run for three years. Um, but the race director, Trent Swanson, who came up with this idea, probably with some of his cohorts over there. Um, it's kind of like your last man standing kind of thing, except that it, I think it is geared more for runners, yeah. uh, beginning runners who want to just try their hand at something. Mm-hmm. So the right. premise is we, we start at seven <laughs> o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you run a 5k for every hour, um, which, you know, mathematically pace wise, a 5k per hour, you're not running super fast. Right. Um, now that been, what he added, you know, change of rules from the last man standing is you can sit out any 5k you want. You, you do have to finish it within an hour for it to count, Yeah, but you can sit out any 5K you want and then just come back in and run whatever you want. Um, after the first year, basically what you did is they just kind of... Oh. Jimmy, you muted yourself. There you go. Oh, you're back. All right. All right. Yeah. Somebody decided to call me. I don't know. <laughs> um, don't know how to keep that from happening. That's all right. <laughs> All right. But um, basically what he at the first year, I think you just got a point for every 5K you won. Whoever had the most points at the end, you won. Right. Um, But after the first year, they made some adjustments. And so now he gave you extra points. So now you have a race within a race. So he awards an extra point for the top five men and the top five women of each 5K. Hmm. So now there's actually a race. So you not only get a point for finishing the 5K, but if you're um first place you get uh, an extra four points right. just in that 5k yeah and if you're third if you're third second place you get three third you get two fourth or fifth you get one extra point right now meanwhile there's 300 of us out there running this 5k right holy cow so you know <clears throat> Not every most of us are like just they say go and everybody just kind of stands there the people that are racing take off and then the rest of us go. Um, so, and then he added bonus points. If you do the five uh, middle of the night runs, mm-hmm. you know, in the dark, you get an extra point for each one of those. And then he added a 10 point bonus system. If you run all 24, you get an extra 10 points. So basically mathematically, you almost have to run all 24 to win no matter what. Gotcha. Like you, you could win every race, but if you sat out, even one, you would lose 10 points compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So just for showing up and running all 24, you get 39 points. And then from there, you add points as you win, you know, or place a yeah. 5K. So there's probably strategy involved. I just show up to run them yeah. and survive them and survive the next one. So, yeah, when I first uh, heard of this format, I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, you're doing a 5K race every hour. I'm thinking 5K pace race. You know, I'm like, that's, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, most, you know, the faster guys, I didn't, he doesn't really post the times. The race director could probably, you know, give better information, but basically it doesn't matter what your time is, it's what right. your place is. But the faster guys are definitely running like 20 to 25 minute 5Ks, like every Jeez. single time. Um, but then, then they go in and they've worked on their sleep. Uh, a couple of my friends who were running solid 30, 35, they'd go back to their tent and sleep for a good solid 10, 15 minutes sleep. Sure. And then yep. show back up. Um, I don't do really well with that kind of rest and sleep. So I chose to run. I just kept running, um, kept the watch running and just ran all the tent sites and up the road and everything else. I, I didn't really tell anybody what I was doing except the few people I was with. So you added on at the end wow. of every 5K, you would add some mileage on because you wanted to get 100 miles when the day was all done. Yeah, the yeah, the concept was to get 100 miles under 24 hours, yeah. which I, I know I'm more than capable of doing. And, you know, it was a technical, slightly rooty, dark wood trail, but no big elevation, probably, I don't know, 80 feet, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a, yeah. in a 5k, not, nothing big. Um, so the idea was if I could just run 1.05 miles every single, after every 5k, I, it's the same as last man standing and poof, hundred miles, 24 hours, everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, you know, but I did slow some things down and I chose, uh, I chose socializing several times, <laughs> including the finish, to where I went, I actually took me 24 hours and eight minutes. Um, 
those last eight minutes included me helping a guy take down his campsite. It included me getting a group photo with all the finishers of the of the 24. My clock's still running. I'm like, I got to finish this race. Ah, I can't miss the group photo. Right, right. You know, uh, I think there were 44 finishers who did all five Ks. I don't know what the mix of men and women were, but 44 people totally finished. And I think numbers wise, he had 338 people ran the first 5K. And then the numbers varied from there. That's just such a cool because it is a it really is a chance for people to maybe even just through the fact that they're planning to run the night ones. I'll just run, you know, 7 p.m. till 5 a.m. I'm just going to take it easy. But then they see the people out there doing all of them and they go, well, maybe I can stay a little longer. You know, like there's a lot of chance for people to push themselves outside their comfort zone um, in, in a very safe format. Because they can be like, ah, I'll do two, and then two turns into five, and five turns into ten. The next thing you know, they're they're hanging around. It's a very cool format. Was there a lot of, of people you saw kind of do that, that kind of maybe yeah. did a little more than they intended? Yeah, I like, I, I'm running through. So the race starts at 7 p.m. So I guess it was probably just before 7 a.m., yeah. and I'm running, you know, I'm running. So I admit, I pretty much got to see everybody at this race at some point in yeah. time. I saw them in their campsites, in the lines at the bathrooms, getting food, hiding, you know, crying in a corner or whatever. Yeah. I got to see them. But I'm running through at 7 a.m. and a woman's like, oh, can you take my picture with this big sign? She goes, I met my seagull, but I'm still holding out for my B and my A goal. Yeah. So I stop. I take her picture. She has no idea what I'm doing either. Right. I take a picture. Everything's good. In the end, I believe she ran all 24. So I'd say oh, wow. she succeeded with her C to B to A goal. So. Um, you know, I think, I think that's what it gave a lot of people opportunity. Some people don't even have night running experience or they're afraid to run trails in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they just, you know, they're not comfortable or, you know, you don't want to be out there by yourself. Well, here you're out here with, you know, plenty of people. So, um, the, the park is amazing. The, uh, the, the Wacomico County park service where this is held, they come out, we, we have 10 by every runner gets a 10 by 10 square. You set up your campsite per COVID, you know, last year we did this race under COVID restrictions yeah. and uh, set up everybody with a campsite. They've got like a bonfire pit, like every, every three or four tents square, like, and the park service keeps all these fires burning. You feel like Braveheart again, it's yeah. like a, and it's a Braveheart start for the 5k. So it's totally a, it, it's a running festival. He calls it a running festival for that reason. It, it really is a party. Um, it's a way to totally get your ultra running fix from people. If you need that, that is so cool. What wow. a neat format. I hope it catches on. I hope some people, uh, steal the format. I like the point system. I like the fact that you're right. It's, it's a, it's, it's a festival. It's a party. You get a lot of uh, different people and it's not so intimidating that you're limiting your audience. You can get some, you know, bring some new people into the sport. Pretty, pretty darn cool when it's all said and done. How did you do in the rankings overall with all your points, Jimmy? So, so, so again, you automatically get 39 points for finishing all the, all 24 of yeah. the five K's. And Obviously, my intent was never to like throw down and go out there and race. One of my friends who was camped right in front of me, he threw down a couple. He's like, I'm just going to get a few points here. And then yeah. so there is a strategy, you know, you're like, who's going to be running at 3 a.m.? Maybe the fast guys are going to back off. Or right. Maybe the guy just finished running an 18 minute 5K. So the next lap, he's going to be a little slow. Right. So I'm going to raise this one. So th- like the one friend of mine, he he threw down, he got a couple extra points and then like the next couple of 5Ks after that, he's totally paying the price. Mm-hmm. You can see it on his face. He's moving slower. He's like, man, I just want to finish this. I just I just want to get all 24 in. Um, but I ended up being 10th male somehow. Somehow I got two extra points. Uh, I think it was probably in my last 5K where I was working for the 24-hour goal. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm kind of throwing it down in the last 5K just to catch up some of my socializing time. You right. know? <laughs> um, so somehow I, I, so I, I did get a few. I got two extra points somewhere, and uh, that, that bumped me to number 10. So I made the top 10 list, I guess. That's not too Woo-hoo! bad. Your ultra sign-up yeah. stats have just gone up, Jimmy. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. We'll shift gears for a second, Jimmy, because when you were doing uh, the Pemberton 24, uh, Jeff Stafford was out at Frozen Head State Park doing the Barkley Fall Classic. It's not a 50K. Let's stop calling it a 50K. It's a 40 miler. <laughs> it's not it's, a, it's a 40 miler. Well, it damn near was this year. That's for sure. This is your third finish, right? Uh, yeah. For, fourth time doing the race. Third finish. First year I finished with a marathon. I just had, I had no clue. Have no you heard clue. of this race, Jimmy? The Barkley Fall Classic? I, I, I have. One of the, the guy I was talking about, he was apparently there also. And I saw some of the video of the mudslides. Oh, God, it's uh, horrible. I heard stories about, you know, women and men both suffering with clothes being ripped from sliding down and, you know, not having too much to cover up by the time they got down. <laughs> right. I heard uh, someone, uh, the last guest I had, talked about watching someone's hand get impaled. Like, like something goes straight through someone's hand and the guy just pulls it out and just wraps it up and, and goes on. Yes. Uh, I bl- he stayed at the same at Brian Young's house, where I was camped at, yeah. he, stayed, he was he was also there. And if I remember correctly, his first name was Rob. I don't recall his last name, but he was it younger. Apparently, fell. No, no, no. Okay, he fell, and a piece of glass literally impaled all the way through his hand. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so Jeff, give us kind of a, a rundown of of Barkley Fall Classic, and Jimmy, you can kind of slide over into the co-host chair as we interview Jeff about his Barkley Fall Classic experience, oh, because Lord. this was a hell of a year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, I mean, it's much like the, uh, big Barkley of lore. It increases in difficulty every year as does the Barkley Fall Classic. Yeah. He, Laz keeps upping the, it's either the mileage or the difficulty, or the distance, it, something, it, it just gets more difficult each and every year to, yeah. to finish the thing. So, but uh, I, I went there this fourth year, staying at Brian's house and uh, camping in his front yard with, I don't know, we had a pretty big crowd this year, probably 20, 25 people total there. And um, got up, drove over to the park, parked, Ran it with a uh, mutual friend of ours, Matt, mm-hmm. and um, race started right at seven o'clock. We all took off and ran the route. The first three hours were, I'll, I'll say, typical. Yeah. Um, and then we heard this rumble in the distance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, was that thunder? <laughs> then you feel the little spit drops of rain. You're like. Uh, it's just a light rain, no big deal. And then boom, crash, boom, you know, and it's pouring and pouring and raining and raining, and raining. And we had to go up a, a, a large hill with it's it's called Rat Jaw. Mm-hmm. We we ended up going up at uh, essentially going up at one and a half times. Um, the first time was was a half distance. And it wasn't bad because yeah. it was the first time for everyone being through there. It wasn't too terribly muddy. But the second time through, it was just a just a literal slip and slide. And it was horrible going up through there in the rain. I mean, it, you exerted so much energy going up this one-mile hill. Uh, it's probably the same amount of energy you exert, I don't know, in a, in a half marathon. It's it's just crazy, and a couple other off trail hills were same same situation. It was just a big mud slop fest, and you you literally had to sit on your butt to slide down because if you tried to go standing up, well, you wouldn't stand long. But you'd take a header off into the woods somewhere and probably never be heard from again. But it was uh, it was a real challenge this year, definitely a challenge. Did you have any big wipeouts? Uh, nothing that I couldn't recover from. I didn't get any injuries or anything like that, but I saw some people get some pretty, pretty hard knocks out there. And, uh, 
like Jimmy had alluded to and you had alluded to, there's a, some some ripped clothing and some some exposed skin showing and, and such like that. But it's it's kind of interesting. So did you did you make it but, through with no rips? Did no one got to see any of your unmentionables? Uh, no runs, no drips, no errors. So I was in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the old Johnny Bench Krylon commercial right. reference right there for those who want to Google that. Um, right. well, that's boring, Jeff. What a boring story. It was just a little sloppy. You made it, though. You made it. You, you finished yet again. It, again, yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely difficult for sure. I mean, you don't want to give away too much about the course itself because it's, you know, it's, it changes every year yeah. and, and due to the nature of some of it's uh, not on park property and or off trail. Um, won't get into any details about, you know, the where and when's of that, but it, it was, uh, it was definitely a, the most challenging race yet. So it's not marked very well, is it that course? No. Um, it, it pays big dividends if you're familiar with the park because uh, you'll get this map and it comes to you in a form of a bandana, a cloth bandana. Okay. And, and the map is printed on there. And I think a lot of people are under the impression uh, he'll, they'll use different colors on this map uh, for, for example, they'll use yellow to indicate the outworn portions of a trail. Yeah. And then white when you switch to go back inbound. Yeah. And then there's some red trails on the map. And a lot of people are confusing those colors with trail flashing colors. Oh, okay. But they have nothing to do with each other. Gotcha. Okay. Nothing to do with each other. And, and it throws people for a loss every year and they get lost and they get turned around. And I mean, it even happened to uh, Liz Canty this year. She mm-hmm. got got turned around briefly and it was enough, enough time to cost her winning the female race this year. So I think she ended up going about a mile and a half or so out of her way round trip because of one sign that was there, I believe last year, but was not there this year. You just had to know where to turn in. Mm-hmm. And I think when she was going down at that particular moment in time, there was nobody coming out of the woods at that turn yeah, or no one in front of her going into the woods that turn. So she had, she had no indicator that that's where he went in. Gotcha. Okay. You finished, this is your, your longest time to finish, right? Like 12, 12 hours. Uh, it's my, no, my longest was like 1250, something like that. 1252, I think. So this was my second, slowest time of three but still managed to finish mid-pack so I was happy with that yeah it's a solid solid performance all right. Jimmy any any desire to go do that after listening to Jeff's horrible description of that race you know I, I we, we all look Wait. for different type, types of fun it sounds like it might be fun but I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm quite ready for that yet <laughs> Jimmy's out Jimmy is not booking a flight from Maryland to Tennessee to go oh, run on, around. Man. Come on. It, it, I, I do want to come down and do the strolling gym that I think I'd seen you guys have run. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Jimmy, you need to come down and do strolling gym. Yeah, that's what I've been told. That's a good road race. It is an old, yeah, old school race. But the, the thing about the strolling gym, which I think everybody kind of underestimates, is like, oh, it's rolling hills and it's, it's uh, 40 miles. Um, it's rolling hills, but it's the first hot and humid weekend of the year usually so you haven't had time to acclimate to the heat and humidity at all so you're just miserable and it's all it's what would you say like that course is 80 percent exposed yeah and so, a bit of yeah you're just the there. sun's on you the whole time it's it's humid as all get out it's just it adds that that it adds that little bit of difficulty because you're running just in this 
god-awful heat and you've just been training all fall fall spring long and you're like oh this is great i'm so in i'm such in great shape because you're used to running in 60 60 degrees you know for the high and then you got strolling gym and it's 89 degrees with 95 percent humidity and the dew points 80 you know you're like like and you're just you're just hating life you're like this is the stupidest thing i've ever done i'll use something like that to work my way up and then we'll see where barkley falls into play there you go there you go jimmy what's on what's on your plate uh for 2022 what are you looking forward to doing next year um you know i've, I've, I've 24 hours is a nice race for me 100 miler in mm-hmm. 24 hours i admittedly I've, you know i've done some devil dog around here other 100 milers but um right now the only thing i'm signed up for is the dawn to dust to dawn ultra the 24 hour on a quarter mile high school track oh good heavens so, yeah so this is going to be a mental game more than a physical game so. yes I always think those those track races, especially when you're doing a quarter mile track, I've seen some ones with a little bit longer. Quarter right. mile track for 24 hours, that is such a huge mental game because you aren't going to see shit. And the only <laughs> thing that's going to distract you, I mean, there's nothing to distract you because you're, you know, every two minutes you're hitting the same spot. There's the porta potty. There's the porta potty. Right. There's the porta. It's just, yeah, good luck on that one. I, I think the excitement again, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the excitement is that every four hours we change direction. Ooh, so, yeah, yeah. ooh, that's it. <laughs> that's great. I think they do that in uh, one of Steve Durbin's race ruts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. running the stars. Yeah, those switch directions. Stars, I think but I think that's directions. a half mile. That's a half mile yeah. loop. It's a horse loop, so it's on yeah. crushed gravel. It's a little bit different. That that quarter mile high school track. Yeah. That's going to be, you're going to be looking forward to that four hour uh, distance uh, yeah. direction change. It's going to be the most exciting thing in your life, Jimmy. Yeah. It's exactly. a lot of loops. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, we'll see how it goes. I, it was, a, it was, a, it was on for 2020, but everything, you know, got canceled, pushed back, all that type of stuff. So. All right. We'll see. Well, best of luck to you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on the Adventure Jogger. We covered a lot on this episode, I feel. Um, everything okay. from from the Pemberton, uh, the 5Ks, 24-hour 5Ks, to Barkley, to a couple of jokes here and there. Appreciate you coming on, Jimmy. Really was nice chatting with you. All right. Thank you for having me. We appreciate everybody listening as well. Thank you for taking the time and taking us along with you on some miles. If you're so inclined, you can leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. So if you can leave a review wherever you listen to us, that helps quite a bit. When people see that you like it, they go, oh, well, it can't be that bad. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. So thank you to everybody who's given us a review as well. Even the guy who said, I'll give it five stars, but I don't like it. Uh, we, <laughs> I appreciate your brutal honesty of giving us five stars even though you didn't like it. By the way, go to adventurejogger.com. There's t-shirts, jogger joggers, and more. And of course, back episodes. We're back next week. Thanks, everybody. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Yeah.